Oh, hey, I'm so glad that you found us. My name's Michael, and I get to be the pastor at Shepherd's Community United Methodist Church in Lakeland, Florida. You're listening to the It's Better When You're Here podcast, where every week we upload the messages that are preached at our church every Sunday. We hope by listening to this, uh, you feel safe, heard, and loved by the God that created you. We hope this message makes an impact in your life. If listening to this makes a difference, reach out to us and connect with us either on social media or on our website, shepherdsumc.com. All right, here's the message. In a distracted world, may we, the people of Shepherd's Community United Methodist Church, be present. Our passage this morning comes to us from Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. We do something weird here at Shepherd's. We do a lot of things that are weird here at Shepherd's, but one of the things that we do that's weird here is that after we read God's word, we, like good Methodists, say, this is the word of God for us, the people of God, and then we say, thanks be to God. But we decided that we wanted to sound like we were actually grateful. And so we, as a practice, add at the end of that the word, woo, like you say on a roller coaster, to show that we're actually joyous that we get to read God's word. So hear the word of the Lord from Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. While Jesus and his disciples were traveling, Jesus entered a village where a woman named Martha welcomed him as a guest. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his message. By contrast, Martha was preoccupied with getting everything ready for their meal. So Martha came to him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to prepare the table all by myself? Tell her to help me. The Lord answered, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. One thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the better part. It won't be taken from her. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. Woo! So our passage today, like many passages, especially in the Gospel of Luke, centers around Jesus being at a party. Jesus liked to party. It was kind of a problem to some of the religious leaders, in fact, that Jesus was constantly around people that he wasn't supposed to be around, in spaces that he wasn't supposed to be in. Jesus was constantly at parties. Jesus was constantly breaking bread with people that everyone told him were no good. And Jesus was known for that. The reason why Jesus did this was not just because Jesus loved those little Swedish meatballs, right? They come in the big crock pot, right? Those things are so good. But that's not why Jesus liked to party. Jesus wasn't there, you know, to get what I grew up calling a Baptist cocktail, which is like when you get Sprite and you mix pineapple sherbet together. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And that that concentrate stuff, so good. And it's the only cocktail available at a Baptist church, right? And that's not why he did it. The reason why Jesus partied is because he wanted to make people feel welcome. He taught in such a way that helped people feel safe, heard, and loved. As long as, as long as, this is important, they weren't a part of the religious elite. He worked hard to make people feel, make outcasts feel like they were wanted, welcome, seen, heard, and loved. And so the first thing that I I get out of this passage is this. Unless we make space that feels connected, we can't make space that is filled with Christ. Unless we make space that feels connected, we can't make space that is filled with Christ. It's so easy. It is so easy, friends, to make a church that feels like it's just for the people of the church. 
It's so easy to do, you can do it with your eyes shut. It is so simple to make a space feel completely disconnected to anyone who isn't on the inside. It is so easy to make a church, make a community feel as if everyone is welcome but you. It is so easy to create that space. But what is not easy is to fill that space, those disconnected spaces, with Christ. Because the way Christ showed up for us is through connectedness, through human relationship. And so if we're going to make a space that's filled with Christ, we need to make a connected space. In a distracted world, may we, the people of Shepherd's Community United Methodist Church, be present. So let's talk about Martha. Martha, Martha, Martha. That's a Brady Bunch joke that I didn't even mean to do. It's Marsha, right? Got it. It's a little before my time. I don't know. I'm pretty young. Anyways, 35. Anyways, Martha. I, I love, one of my favorite things to do when you're reading scripture, and I, and I want you to do this as well, if you've grown up reading the Bible, it's pretty easy to teach the Bible in a way where like, this is the good guys, this is the bad guys, right? This is the Autobots, this is the Decepticons, this is the, the Pharisees, this is the followers of Jesus, like, right? So these are the good guys and the bad guys. One of my favorite ways to get a new thing out of the Bible is to look at the ones who have always been told as like the bad guys in the story and find ways that they got it right. And we're going to do that with Martha this morning. The first thing that you need to know about Martha is that she is doing the right thing. And I'm doing air quotes here for the people on the podcast. Doing the right thing. She's doing the right thing because this is what was expected of her as a hostess in first century Palestine. She needed to do, she needed to create. This is how she showed that she was a good member of society. How she was a beneficial member of society, how she pulled her own weight, how she was worth everyone's time was by being an incredible hostess. As someone who loves to host, I get it. I get it. If someone was there to help me out and there was a stack of dirty dishes and they were nowhere to be found, I too would be upset. You see, our drive to do isn't bad, but when it's not in check, we can lose what's most important. Martha is fulfilling her culturally accepted role. And by following culture, by following society, by following what the world is telling her, she is missing out on the tangible, incarnate presence of God. Christ-like hospitality means welcoming people that don't belong. Christ-like hospitality means welcoming people that don't belong. Belong. You know who didn't belong in that space that day? It was Mary. So you see, women were not supposed to sit at the feet of the rabbi. Women were supposed to be in the kitchen making sure that the ice bucket was full. That's what society told them. Martha was doing the right thing. She was being a good woman by being away from the rabbi. Mary was doing the wrong thing by being in the presence of the rabbi. And what does Jesus say? Well, more on that later. In a distracted world, may we, the people of Shepherd's Community, United Methodist Church, be present. So I'm talking about distraction, but I'm also talking about first century gender roles and, you know, hospitality. What, how in the world do those things relate to each other? Well, give me a second. I'll I'll explain. Mary is making everyone uncomfortable in this situation, doing a very weird thing. Whenever you get on an elevator, you walk in and then you turn around and face the doors, right? If you walk on an elevator and you see that someone is staring at the corner, 
you think, maybe I'll wait for the next elevator, right? It's not against the law, but it feels like it should be, right? Maybe not like a misdemeanor, maybe a felony, I don't know. It feels strange to do those things. Mary's doing that exact sort of thing. She's doing a thing that isn't especially wrong, explicitly wrong, but is culturally strange. She's there, she's at the feet of the God of the universe, and she is completely sucked in to what Christ is sharing. She's listening with all of her ears. She is listening with all of her eyes. She is listening with all of her soul. You see, Christ-like hospitality means welcoming people that don't belong. So if we're going to be like Christ, we need to welcome those who society deems shouldn't be there. And when those people that society deems shouldn't be there show up, we can't expect them to act the way that we want them to. It should feel a little different. Mary is neglecting what is demanding her attention. And that's a big old pile of dirty dishes in the kitchen. She's ignoring that so that she can give her whole self to Christ's presence. Let me illustrate it this way. I have an image uh, for us. This is a a photo of the red carpet of a Johnny Depp movie that you'll see here. Johnny Depp just walked out of his limousine or got off of his horse. I don't know what he was doing. Johnny Depp's a little different. And you'll see there that everyone but one is doing what we would all think we would do, right? If I see Johnny Depp, I'm taking a picture. And with my luck, it's probably not going to be Johnny Depp. It's just going to be someone going to Gasparilla. <laughs> I've done that a lot. Oh, man, so many times. Oh, my gosh, I love your movies. I'm a mechanic. Okay, well, all right. Uh, I don't know how to get out of this. But they're all taking pictures of Johnny Depp, save for one. There's a young woman in the front row who's a little bit older than me who knows that she has two good eyes and a pretty good memory. And she'll remember what Johnny Depp looked like with all of his makeup and all of his scarves, right? And she doesn't need to take a picture. We're very lucky as a family that we were able to have Disney passes, and so we'll go to the Magic Kingdom and we'll see the fireworks. My favorite game to play is count how many people are taking a video of these fireworks. Now, if you've done this before, no judgment, right? Safe space, brave space, all right? But when, oh when, pray tell, will you gather your friends around to watch your cell phone video of fireworks? You ever seen fireworks? They're loud. They're big. They take up the whole sky. I don't care how big your phone is. It's not as big as the sky. But you're there and you're thinking, I got to take a video of this. No one's going to believe that I saw this. Fireworks. You'll never believe it. I have video evidence of it. It's a distraction. I can't tell you how many things I've missed that I've missed as a dad, as a husband, as a son, as a brother, as a friend, because of this amazing rectangle that sits in my pocket, that maybe sits in your pocket or your purse. This distraction, this this ability for us to have our attention stolen from us allows us to forget the things that we think we'll never forget. It causes us to miss out on moments that we wish we would see with our whole eyes, but instead just have a grainy video that we'll never watch anyways. Don't allow our desire to remember to be why you forget. In a distracted world, may we, the people of Shepherd's Community, United Methodist Church, be present. Martha says, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to prepare the table all by myself? Tell her to help me. 
I love this passage because I grew up with sisters. Mary and Martha had a brother named Lazarus. I would have been Lazarus in this story. I don't want to be Lazarus in that story. He dies. But something, he does come, just for a little bit, does a little bit, yeah. What I love about being the brother of two older sisters is that they never fight with me the way they fight with each other. Y'all ever seen sisters fight? UFC could never, right? The way that sisters can scream and yell and cry and say things that cut people right down to the soul. They would never say this to anyone, but they would say it to their sisters. I don't know how many of you are sisters to a sister, but man, oh man, y'all go into a different level. And so Mary and Martha here, Mary doesn't know it, but Martha is having a fight with Mary, right? Not only is Martha going to get Mary's butt into the kitchen to wash these dishes, to warm up the party weenies, right, to get her butt into gear, she's also going to embarrass her in front of the God of the universe. Lord, don't you care that my sister is being a jerk? (laughs) Make her work, right? Not only was, was Martha going to get Mary in line, she was also going to embarrass her. Because... Martha knew, Martha knew in her heart of hearts that Jesus would agree with her because she was right. That all-powerful thing that we're all pursuing in some way that we might be correct about something. Maybe, just maybe, she could get Jesus to realize that they were on the same page and to get Mary into the kitchen. Too often, we just want God to care about what we care about. We look into the world, we don't understand something. Something might be different, might be strange for us. And, and we immediately think, you know who wouldn't like this? God. And I'm going to get Jesus involved because this makes me very uncomfortable. And so I'm going to have God back me up and say, God, don't you care that these people are being weird? Help me out. Tell them to stop being weird. And then we walk around in our mighty rightness. We think so strongly of ourselves because we're correct. Martha here just knows she's in the right and all she needs is Jesus to back her up. Instead of being connected to Christ, she wants to be right. Being correct is the number one distraction of the American church. That is the number one distraction of the American church. We have spent so long wondering if we're right while we watch our neighbors not have a safe place to live or not enough food in the pantry. We've worked so hard to be right while we have watched our community, our neighborhood, our, our very streets get divided over things as petty as politics. But hey, we get to be right. When I talk about distractions, yes, I mean the magnificent rectangle in your pocket. I also mean this very insidious distraction. Christ told us the greatest commandment is to love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. Friends, I think it's possible for us to forget one of those, depending on the day of the week, right? The the first one, we might forget to love the Lord God with our whole heart, mind, soul, and strength and think, I don't need to read the Bible or go to church. I got it handled. I'm a very spiritual person. I don't need all this rigmarole. Or maybe on the other side, we can forget to love our neighbor as ourselves because maybe we don't love ourselves very much or we just don't take the time to love our neighbor. We say, hey, I've got right belief. I've got, I know what I'm thinking. I know what I believe. I'm set. 
I don't need to love those people because those people are weird. And so I don't need to love them. This distraction is tearing our communities apart. John chapter 13, verse 35 says this. This is how everyone will know that you are my disciples when you have a correct theological statement on your church website. No, that's not what that says. It's, a pa- it's not a good joke, but it is a pastor joke. This is how everyone will know that you are my disciples when you love each other. This is how everyone will know that you are my disciples when you love each other. I put the word everyone here in red. Because when we say that everyone will know that we are Christ's disciples because we love each other, we are not just saying that other disciples will know. We're saying that everyone will know. Everyone. Everyone. Everyone will know that we are Christ's disciples when we love each other. Christ calls us to right belief. I, I believe that as your pastor, it is my job to help you get to a place where right belief is just so easy to you. It's, your, it's the air that you breathe. And I know that the world will know that we are Jesus' disciples when we love each other. Friends, let's love first. In a distracted world, a world that's trying to be right, that's trying to be hostile, that's trying to divide us, may we, the people of Shepherd's Community United Methodist Church, be present like Mary at the feet of the Lord, may we take in all of God's love and share it with all of God's people. You see, friends, because we forget that our time is fleeting. Mary knew that any moment seeing the light of Christ would be worth it. May we choose to see the light of Christ in everyone and make every moment precious. In a distracted world, May the people of Shepherd's Community United Methodist Church be present. Let's pray together. All right, friends. I hope you heard something in today's message that made an impact in your life, helped you know that you're loved by God, and inspired you to do something about the gospel that is offered to you. Now receive this blessing as you go. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.